the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Josh Pick is the Chief Investment Advisor with Aptus Wealth Management, a state-registered investment advisory firm. This program is sponsored by Aptus Wealth Management. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell financial vehicles. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals to see if any ideas expressed would fit their specific situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Securities can fluctuate and when redeemed may be more or less than when originally invested. Welcome to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick. Every week, Josh will teach you ways to help manage, risk, and protect your retirement income in the new economy. The primary focus at Aptus Wealth is to provide flexible planning strategies that can efficiently achieve your long-term retirement goals. Hello and welcome to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. I'm your host, Diane Brennan. Josh, let's talk about what is on everyone's minds. It's consuming us, the coronavirus. It's putting the scare into everyone. Let's talk about the coronavirus relief bill. Will it help people in or getting ready for retirement? Well, I think it could help a lot of people. Um, And for some people, it's really not going to matter. And I think what I hear from everybody, whether it's about the bill or it's about the coronavirus in general, or it's about just the economic condition or the fact that we're quarantined or all the crazy things that are going on right now, I hear a lot of paralysis, a lot of panic, um, you know, a lot of maybes. Maybe I should have been more conservative. Maybe I should have been more aggressive. But I think it all comes down to what we constantly say every week, week in and week out. And that is don't look back, look forward. Uh, reevaluate your plan and how do these things apply to you individually. I think blanketed statements in general are risky and I'm hearing more of those now than ever. You're starting to see people come out of the woodwork with how do I market uh, during this pandemic or during this issue and you'll see you know the vultures coming from everywhere trying to grab at your pockets uh, during this time and trying to tug at your heartstrings and I think it's important to avoid that. But that isn't to say that the the bill isn't going to help a lot of people, and I'm sure we'll talk about that more at length. So, how has your business changed with the coronavirus? You know, while I hear these things on television about what to do during lockdown, you know, what movies to watch and what things to do while you're at home and unable to work, that has certainly not been the case for us. Um, I would say I'm I'm working more now than I was before. It's just with the added stress level of trying to juggle that remotely sometimes, but. Most important for me is communication, calling all of our clients, um, reassurance, making sure that everybody is very aware of what their plan was to begin with, and that while we may not have planned for the contingency of something called the coronavirus, we did plan for market volatility. So while it's changed in its speed and its velocity, it hasn't changed in the message and it hasn't changed in the way that we do planning. Um, So I, I would say, you know, it's changed a lot and hasn't changed a bit all at the same time. Let's talk about the changes that are in the bill that would affect people's retirement. Yeah, there were three big ones. One that is going to help a lot of people that maybe are are affected in an unfavorable way, maybe folks that have lost their jobs or 
um, have been adversely affected through a furlough or a layoff or they're quarantined and unable to do their job, um, you have a little bit more access to your retirement plans. So you can get $100,000 out of your retirement plan uh, even before the age of 59 and a half um, without having to pay the 10% penalty. Now, this does not mean that you uh, also do not have to pay the taxes, which I've heard some of that inaccurately uh, positioned uh, in the media. Um, you do absolutely have to pay the standard income taxes on the withdrawal from your retirement plan, but the government is going to give you three years to pay that. Uh, so takeaway there is if you're under 59 and a half, you can get uh, monies out of your 401k, IRA, et cetera, without paying the 10% excise tax, but you still very much do have to pay the income tax. Uh, loans from 401ks. In the past, you could get $50,000 out of your 401k or 50% of your vested account balance. Now you can get double that. So that might be of huge help. Uh, 401k, obviously a tax advantage way as a loan to take that money. And then you can pay that loan back over time and essentially skip the taxation of it, unlike taking a distribution. And then uh, if you're already at the age where you're taking minimum required distributions and you've been adversely affected by this through actually contracting the coronavirus or through quarantine or lost your income, you can skip entirely your minimum required distribution for 2020. So three big things, uh, bigger loans, waiver the 10% penalty, and uh, you can skip a minimum required distribution. And obviously people would have to prove that they've lost their income you know, that's the that's the big question. Um, one thing I have not read uh, very clearly yet is how does one prove that you have been adversely affected? The way that it's worded on everything I've ever read is you have to prove that you're experiencing financial consequences from, and then they insert a lot of different things, quarantine, furlough, layoffs, uh, your hours cut, et cetera, et cetera. How that will be defined is yet to be determined. Um, so I think, uh, you know, it would be, quite the challenge to decide arbitrarily if you were in a position where this applies to you. What is a financial hardship? What is? Um, but I'm sure we'll see more uh, specific items or maybe not in, in uh, you know weeks to come. If you're concerned about the market and you'd like to learn new strategies to manage retirement risks, give the office a call to learn more about the Aptis Retirement Blueprint today, 614-364-7300. There's no cost or obligation, but space does fill fast. The number again is 614-364-7300, 614-364-7300. This is the Aptis Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. And Josh, what are your clients, because the lockdown, I guess the, the president has said we're extended. What's the feedback you're getting? Well, we're on complete and utter lockdown. It's, it's changed the way we do business, you know, shy of the fact that everybody's losing their proverbial minds just being stuck at home. You know, I, I had uh, three meetings so far today and they were all handled via WebEx. Uh, fortunately, we're in a position of technology where we can still quasi do face-to-face appointments. I can still show everybody their plans on my computer screen. It's pretty seamless. But it has been a challenge, um, and it's been a challenge just, uh, you know, in, in, in perception almost. It's just different. You know, it's different to, to see somebody on a computer screen versus face-to-face. So that's, that's brought up some challenges. But fortunately, and uh, you know, today, uh, from a trading perspective or managing accounts, handling paperwork, uh, it's much, uh, it's already been much changed to a virtual type paperwork scenario or a virtual type business scenario. So it hasn't changed us a lot in our ability to conduct business. It hasn't slowed us down at all. Um, 
it's just, uh, you know, I don't get to see uh, all my employees every day, which is, you know, that is what it is. But we'll get through it. This too shall pass. What about your clients? Or with the uh, president now saying that, um, <clears throat> you know, everyone was thinking it's going to be two weeks. Let's just all hunker down for two weeks and then this this will pass. Now that now that time has been extended. What are you hearing from your clients in terms of their concern? Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest thing that I hear is, you know, the market's recovering, but is it going to continue? And, you know, we don't know the answer to that question, but I wouldn't say that we have seen the reality financially of this quarantine. And what I mean by that is, uh, while sure, we're all out of work for a couple of weeks uh, or a few weeks, and uh, sadly, certain people have lost their jobs, we certainly haven't exhausted are, uh, for the most part, or at least my clients have not exhausted emergency funds, et cetera. Um, so we haven't had to make some of those big, you know, those big choices that we, we don't want to have to make. Small businesses have not had to shut down yet. I believe they're feeling the pinch, but they have not had to shut down yet. I think there's still some big challenges to come. And I, I hear that from clients a lot is what's next. What can I do? Um, should I be taking advantage of this low market, um, and buying, or is this just the beginning? Uh, is it going to drop further? How does this affect my plan? Um, what if, you know, I lose my job and I can't find another one? I'm 63 years old. What do I do? Am I okay? And I think now more than ever, it's important to ease those fears of clients and address those issues and go over the plan. Because in many instances, uh, we've already addressed that. Uh, we already said what ifs along the way. But I'm hearing just a lot of panic about the unknown. Um, so I think, you know, the more that we can address the unknown and make it known, uh, the more comfortable it would be. Sometimes the 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 uh, the monster in the closet is is scarier than reality. So um, we just got to continue on with where are you? What can we do about where we are now? Uh, rather than you know look back at what we could have done. For those people that are with a different financial advisor, can you go through the retirement blueprint process that you go through with new clients? So step one, uh, we just call it the discovery meeting. Simply finding out where you are today, uh, what you want to accomplish in the future, what your concerns are, and then what resources you have to hopefully satisfy everything that you told us you want to do. Um, step two is what we call the analysis meeting. The analysis is uh, literally going to show you, now that you've given us all that information, where are you? What level of risk are you taking your investments? Do you have enough assets to satisfy what you want to do? If you don't, what steps do we need to do to change that? But just show you exactly where you are today doing what you're doing and where you'll be later if you continue to do what you're doing. Uh, three is the blueprint. In other words, where are those pitfalls or those changes that need to be made or addressed to satisfy the objectives that you want to achieve? Um, how can we hopefully mitigate taxation uh, as best as possible? How can we reduce risk while still achieving the same results, et cetera? And then four is where the rubber meets the road. Uh, we have to actually implement the plan. Or we just had a really uh, good conversation about how to address everything, but nothing got done. So uh, meeting four is going through line by line on everything we discussed to actually impl implement the plan. And for those listeners, if you are interested and want to learn more about the Aptus Retirement Blueprint today, the number is 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. Josh, what are some things that people are moving their retirement funds to? Are there some safer vehicles that you'd like to use or suggest to them? 
Yeah, I think the important thing is not to react emotionally, but to react logically. Um, and before I get into some of the other uh, ideas that I think people should consider, what you shouldn't consider is just running for the hills and pulling all your money out and putting it in cash, which unfortunately during times like these, uh, we see over and over again. And that's a losing proposition. It's proved to be the case uh, time and time again. You will pull out at the wrong time and go back in at the wrong time. But there are ways you can alleviate uh, a lot of the risk that's associated with your pro with your portfolio and still achieve some of your objectives. What would some of these things be? Well, reducing risk and going to things like bonds. Now, whether or not that's a good idea today with interest rates is something that you should talk to a professional about, but it is a common way to go. Uh, another real common way to uh, add a baseline of income to your portfolio and even potentially uh, an income for the rest of your life that you cannot outlive would be annuities. Uh, the problem with annuities is there's a lot of them. There's four different types of them. And then in those four different types, there's a lot of different companies that offer them and a lot of different uh, a lot of different uh, provisions that go along with them. I hear oftentimes people will say, I don't like annuities or I love annuities. And it's usually a blanketed statement that doesn't address any particular annuity, but the idea of a concept of an annuity that they don't like or they do like one way or the other. And the easiest way to think about that is there's got to be somewhere in the realm of you know, 100,000 different mutual funds in the country. They're not all created equal and neither are annuities. So you need to address each one of them individually. And a lot of them have a lot of merit and may apply to your situation perfectly for what you're trying to achieve. This is the Aptis Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. To schedule your complimentary customized planning session, give Josh a call at 614-364-7300. That number again is 614-364-7300. When we come back, we'll talk stimulus checks. I'm Diane Brennan. This is the Aptis Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. We'll be back with more at the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick at 98.9 The Answer. To create a successful retirement plan in today's economy, it takes a customized, solutions-based approach. At Aptus Wealth Management, founder Josh Pick calls it the Aptus Blueprint, and it's focused on managing risk instead of chasing returns. If you're working with another advisor or simply want a second opinion, put his team to work for you. To schedule a complimentary consultation to learn more about the Aptus Blueprint process, contact Josh at 614-364-7300 or visit aptuswealth.com. There is no cost or obligation, but space is limited. To start your plan, call 614-364-7300. 7300 or visit aptuswealth.com. Thanks for listening to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. To schedule your complimentary customized planning session, give Josh a call at 614 364 7300. That's 614-364-7300. Welcome back to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. I'm Diane Brennan. Josh, the CARES Act, it was recently passed by the House and Senate, which means that most Americans will be getting a $1,200 stimulus check. In your opinion, what is the best thing we can do with that money? First of all, I'm not sure if your clients qualify for that, but for listeners out there that do, what is the advice that you would give them? Well, there's a, there's a few different things that you can do with it. Um, one is a rainy day account. Uh, simple as just bank it and hold it for an emergency. We don't know how long this is going to go. We don't know when, when or if we'll need the money. So bank it away. 
and use it for the unforeseen circumstance. You know, the uh, you do end up losing your job or maybe the furnace goes out or something like that. Uh, so step one in financial planning is always an emergency fund. It would be no different in receiving the money that you're going to get from this stimulus package. Uh, number two, though, would be spend it. But to clarify spend it, let's spend it on debts. Uh, meaning that you have a $1,200 credit card bill, let's pay off the credit card bill and uh, eliminate that interest expense. Uh, number cards, three, I think they should yeah, maybe relax sure. on the interest rate uh, interest rates they're giving out. I'd like to see <laughs> that happen. I'm sure you are not alone. Um, if you start the petition, I'll be the first person to sign it. <laughs> but uh, they have not jumped out yet and, uh, and said no credit card company that I'm aware of, at least, has jumped out yet and said they're going to they're going to grant any sort of furlough on credit card payments. But, and they you know, we're still early in this. It could happen, maybe. Yeah. Well, and I love that all of them email me. We're here for you. We're available 24 hours a day and online to pay your bills. Like, no different than what was available previously. So I just tell them, you know what? Knock my interest rate down from 26% down to zero for six months. That would help us out. <laughs> sure. Sure. It's certainly, um, you know, I know that we all know that we shouldn't have credit card debt. You know, I think we really realize that in times like these where, oh, man, I didn't it was easy to, to, to keep that train going until maybe the train stopped. So hopefully the twelve hundred dollars will allow some respite for you to be able to pay uh, some of that down. But but I'm with you. I think, you know, it's going to be a huge burden for a lot of folks. Where are they going to go first? They're going to go to their credit cards. And then what's going to happen there? Well, now I don't have it. I, I went to the credit cards and I have money and I just exacerbated the problem. So, yeah, I would love to see them step up to the plate. But uh, historically, uh, that has not occurred. Maybe maybe this time will be different. So what are the options to um, say save it, pay it down, and... Save it, pay it down. The, last, the, the next one would be invest it, right? So we already have the first two covered. Um, obviously, I would say this is probably the smaller, uh, smaller percentage of the population, but I already have an emergency fund that I feel very comfortable with. I uh, already got those bases covered. I don't have any credit card debt or any outstanding debts that make sense for me to pay off. Um, now is the market is pulled back. Now, whether it'll go down further or not, who knows? But it, I would say it's a much better time to invest than it was four, four weeks ago. So invest it uh, and leave it there for the long haul. Um, again, probably a smaller percentage of the population, particularly of the group that is going to receive the stimulus, but it is an option. And then the last one would be even a smaller percentage of that uh, group, and that would be donate it. Um, you know, give it to a charity that makes you feel good. So if you you feel like you're in that category where although you're getting the $1,200 a month, you don't need it. Uh, you certainly don't need it as much as others, and you're compelled to do so. Please donate it, and if you can, donate. This is just me uh, saying this, but donate locally. Donate to somebody, something that you're going to feel uh, the effects of in your local community. But um, I'm sure peop uh, many people in the world would be, or in the country would be more than happy uh, to see you donate the money. If you're concerned about the market, you'd like to learn new strategies to manage retirement risks, give the office a call to learn more about the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Plan today at 614-364-7300. There's no cost or obligation. That number is 614-364-7300, 614-364-7300. This is the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. I'm Diane Brennan. Josh, we were talking uh, before we started the show about renters not being able to be evicted from their properties. And you were telling me an interesting story. Do you want to share that? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. Anytime there's there's legislation and anytime there's, there's uh, a situation like this, maybe not exactly like this because this is the first time, at least in my lifetime, I've seen, 
you know, quarantines and, and probably for most, but I think you're going to see uh, this go a bunch of different ways. And, and uh, I happened to be at a, a grocery store today and I heard uh, some people saying they weren't just going to, they just weren't going to pay their rent this month. I asked why. I said, are you not getting the hours? It's a, it's tough time, difficult. And they said, no, we're working more now than we are ever. And I said, well, why aren't you going to pay your rent? And they said, well, you know, cause I can't be evicted and I don't like the place anyway, so I'm not paying it. And that was the simple answer. And I think answers like that, while I can understand their positioning to a certain degree, maybe they're, maybe they're doing it to back up cash or I don't know anything about these folks. And I, I certainly am not being judgmental, but um, how much of that type of uh, thing is going to go on and what's the impact of that going to be in the long run? Um, and I'm not siding with landlords at all, but they have bills to pay on those properties as well. So what will the, the ultimate outcome of all of this be? I think, um, you know, we're right in that, that butterfly or ripple effect right now. And, and only the, the pebble has just been dropped in the pond and those waters, those, those ripples are just starting to cover in the water, but they are not even close to spreading way, way out. And, and what the impact of, of all of these things are going to be, I think we'll be feeling for years to come. It doesn't necessarily mean that the market's going to be, uh, the stock market's going to be a horrible place for years to come. It just means that I think that the economic uh, hit of all of this uh, is going to be pretty widespread and we have not even begun to feel it. Um, again, doesn't mean you need to be in the market. Uh, there's plenty of other uh, investment vehicles that you can go to without being in the market if that's something you want to do. But uh, I think locally we'll start to feel this stuff over the next coming, you know, coming weeks and months. We've enjoyed one of the longest bull markets in our history, correct? Yeah, if not the longest, depending on how you measure it, yeah. So how long can a bear market last in your experience? Well, I just read some statistics on this. You know, I mean, they can technically they can last forever, the biggest one being the Great Depression in duration. Um, but on average, they last about four to four and a half years. So, uh, you know, what is defined as a bear market uh, for simplicity's sake uh, a drop in the market of over 20% that lasts for longer than six months. Uh, shockingly, uh, and many people would, would find this shocking, almost every single year the market pulls back dramatically at some point. Matter of fact, in 2000 and, uh, let me get these dates right, 2017, I believe, um, I might be off by a year there, we had the best uh, market in history. It might have been 2018, where the, the largest drop we had on a monthly basis was 3%. Well, typically the market has very big ebbs and flows throughout the year. Um, so, you know, to have a, they always bounce back, but to have a sustained loss of greater than 20% for a long period of time, we define as a bear, uh, a bear market. Whether it takes four and a half years for this to recover or longer, we don't know. Um, but we certainly need to be prepared for at least four and a half to five years as to if we're retired, where we're going to find our, our income. And if we're nearing retirement, what plan do we have in place to satisfy our income needs? So if, in fact, the market stays low for a prolonged period of time, it doesn't mean that we can't retire, which uh, I'm sure you've heard some stories. I've heard plenty of stories. I've seen plenty of folks uh, since 2008 where they were going into 2008 thinking they were going to retire. They were far too aggressive or even worse, 2001, 2002, during the dot-com bubble. People were very aggressive thinking that they were going to be retired uh, the following year. And they were just too aggressive and lost too much money and were unable to recover for several years and had to work longer than they wanted to. We want to make sure we prevent that, make sure we have a plan in place. Um, so now more than ever, I think it's uh, pretty darn important to talk to somebody that might have a little bit more experience than you, 
maybe a little bit more education than you, um, and maybe somebody who can help you out, uh, guide you through this turbulent time. And that number to call if you are concerned about the market and you want to learn new strategies to manage retirement risks. Give Josh a call to learn more about the Aptus Retirement Blueprint today at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. Josh, your clients, are they now shifting more from growth to asset preservation? Or do you have a lot of clients and people that are interested in taking advantage of these deals they can find in the market? Yeah, I think both. You know, younger clients for sure should be taking advantage as, as much as they possibly can. If you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, not planning on retiring for 10 or 20, 30 years even sometimes, uh, and you have any, uh, you have your emergency fund already taken care of, and you have some extra cash that's been sitting on the sidelines that you've just kind of been holding there because the market's been so good, um, the next you know coming months are going to be great times to invest that. So. See a lot of people, uh, I wouldn't say a lot, because panic tends to, uh, when others are fearful, we tend to be fearful as well. In reality, when others are fearful, we should probably be greedy and vice versa. Um, But I'm starting to see some people talking about that and have definitely had several clients uh, getting ready to pull that trigger and already pulling the trigger. But then there's other clients that are already, you know, they're 75 years old, they're, they're in the market, or they, they're, they're already large in part out of the market, uh, meaning that a, a l- large chunk of their assets are providing them income. Um, you know, they're not looking to get more aggressive in their portfolio, but I'm urging them not to go uh, completely the opposite direction. Patience will prevail in this in the long run. It's just a matter of can you keep your uh, emotions in check. And the way that you keep your emotions in check is you find out factual data and historical data. So most of my uh, day is occupied with talking about previous um, situations that have occurred like this, the fact that the average bear market only lasts for four and a half years, that in the three years following the initial drop, the market is usually incredibly robust, that time periods even out a decade past that, most money is made coming off the bottom of a of a bear market. So while it feels awful, um, remain patient, remain prudent, stay the course. And for those that are worried about prices dropping anymore, does dollar cost averaging play a factor? Does that help? Uh, I mean, certainly dollar cost averaging is, an, is uh, you know, the age-old uh, wise way of investing, particularly if you're contributing to your 401k, IRAs, et cetera, uh, 529 plans for kids' education. The way that I invest for all of those things is, is very much through dollar cost averaging. <clears throat> but that only applies to people who are still working. Um, what if you're retired and you already have all your money? Uh, you're not saving any more money. You're living off of your money. What do we do then? And that comes into managing risk through diversification and also through tactical investing. And tactical investing is essentially uh, managing risk through volatility control, meaning that as volatility gets higher, we can pull back the reins a little bit and limit some of that downside risk. Um, you know, is is it a perfect scenario? Are you going to eliminate all of your downside risk? No, of course not. But can you smooth out the bumps through uh, tactical management? You absolutely can. So for those folks who are a little bit older, a combination of annuities, tactical management uh, will limit that exposure and provide them with the income that they need. To schedule your complimentary customized planning session, give Josh a call at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. When we come back, six reasons why you should work with a financial professional. I'm Diane Brennan. This is the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. 
We'll be back with more at the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick at 98.9 The Answer. Thanks for listening to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. To schedule your complimentary customized planning session, give Josh a call at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. Welcome back to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. I'm Diane Brennan. Time to give the listeners, Josh, six reasons that it is a good idea to work with a financial professional. Sure. So uh, one is just keeping you organized. Um, we're all different people. Sometimes we're a little more organized than others. And just because you're organized in the rest of your life doesn't necessarily mean that your financial life is organized. So just helping you keep organized is, is uh, while it may seem like a, a pretty uh, rudimentary thing, it's, it's very important. Number two, just like going to a gym and getting a physical trainer, uh, keeping you accountable for achieving your financial goals. They say that you write down, if you write down your goals, you're more likely to achieve them. Well, in our business, if you're working with somebody, you're more likely to achieve those goals. Uh, let me see. Three, uh, objective input. You know, we get very, we all do. We make our decisions financially and in life in general, emotionally. And somebody who you can bounce that idea off of, who maybe will give you that objective answer rather than operating off of emotions. You know, I really want that Ferrari. Tell me it doesn't make sense. Uh, and that's an extreme example, obviously, but that boat, that house, that whatever, to have somebody really take a look at it objectively is of huge value. And then I, I think a financial planner or an investment advisor's job, first and foremost, is education. And working with a professional, you should become more educated than you could on your own, meaning they can share with you what are the uh, reasons why you would want to invest in one annuity versus another or one investment versus the other or how should i save through dollar cost averaging versus maybe a lump sum uh, since we've brought up those things and then uh, experience i can tell you i've been doing this for over 20 years and uh, i've learned a lot in 20 years uh, you learn some mistakes uh, along the way and somebody who has that experience can save you from making those same mistakes and then do you have proactivity in this, meaning not a set it and forget it uh, type strategy, meaning that this made sense for me 20 years ago. It probably still makes sense for me today. But somebody who's going to not only keep you accountable, but be proactive in making adjustments along the way and looking at areas of opportunity and areas that we should avoid. So to recap, I guess, organized, accountable, objective, provide you with an education, uh, provide you with the experience so you don't make the mistakes over time, and then be proactive about decisions moving forward. And I know you don't have these stats in front of you, but how well do people do when they try and look over their own retirement themselves and are in the market day trading or, or picking their own stocks? How successful are they versus someone who works with a financial advisor? Well, certainly some are better than others, um, but it's been my experience that uh, even those who believe that they're incredibly educated on what they're doing, uh, there is usually at least one or two elements of their portfolio that is drastically overlooked. And what I mean by that is it's hard to be an expert in all things. Now, I happen to be uh, very good at the financial planning world of things, but I don't know how to do anything on my car. So uh, if somebody works on cars for a living, 
to be really an expert at working on cars and then also be an expert at everything financially related is, is almost too much to ask anyone. So what I find is that while they might be good at a certain segment of financial planning, they overlook something that is really detrimental to them. Um, so I'm not saying there aren't people that show up in my office that are very well uh, adept at what they're doing, but usually there's something that's been overlooked that uh, could really come back to bite them in the end. What the stats are as far as, you know, how successful somebody is one versus the other, you know, there's a ton of publications out there, and I'm convinced that some of these stats are just made up on the on the spot sometimes. But uh, I would say in my experience, the people who work with financial professionals do far better in the long run. And I like the fact that you have access to great uh, tax people because a lot of people don't use or consider their taxes uh, when they're planning for their own retirement and trying to do this. Yeah, I, I think, you know, taxes are a huge piece, particularly in retirement. Up until retirement, um, your job is to make as much money as you possibly can, save as much money as you possibly can, uh, rinse and repeat. Uh, and there's really not much you can do to control your taxes other than contribute to your 401k and there's a few other things. But when you retire, you have quite a bit of control of how and when you take your money. That can have dramatic differences on how much your tax bill is at the end of this year and in total over your lifetime. So having the right people in your corner to uh, be able to address that is very important. If you're concerned about the market, you'd like to learn new strategies to manage risks in retirement, give the office a call to learn more about the Aptis Retirement Blueprint today. It's 614-364-7300. No cost or obligation, but space does fill fast. The number again is 614-364-7300. Josh, I know you mentioned annuities in this show. Can we talk about which ones are the ones that people should be investing in today? You know, I do a lot of speaking uh, engagements at uh, universities and, and libraries, and I would say this is the, the number one question that I receive shy of taxes. Uh, nobody likes paying taxes, so that's the number one question is, is all, something related to taxes. And the number two always is, it's usually phrased as blanketed as this, um, are annuities good? Uh, and my, my response is kind of. And, and the reason is this. There are four different types of annuities, and these are just broad brushstroke types. There are immediate annuities. Those are the pensions that you're used to. You know, they're going to pay you a certain amount for the rest of your life or for a certain period of time. Then there are variable annuities, which are kind of on the opposite spectrum, where they're essentially mutual funds wrapped in insurance. And that insurance can have some benefits to it, like a death benefit for your family or perhaps a, a living benefit, meaning that if the market goes down, it covers you against some of that loss. All those things come at a cost, of course, but you're essentially insuring your mutual funds in that regard. And then there's this pocket in the middle where there's two categories, one called a fixed annuity, which is literally like a CD. We're going to pay you this rate of, rate of return for this amount of time. Um, the good news about this fixed annuity is almost always the rates are better than CDs at the bank. And they also provide one other added benefit, and that is tax deferral. So if you, let's say you have 50 grand and you were going to go put it in a three-year CD at the bank and it's paying three, uh, 2%, you're probably going to get a higher rate of return out of a fixed annuity, but you're also not going to have to pay taxes each year on that interest that you're receiving. You also usually have some liquidity out of a CD where, or out of a, an annuity, whereas a CD, you usually have to hold it to duration, not touch it, leave it alone. You got to just let it, let it mature. Uh, in an annuity, you usually have access to some liquidity along the way as well. 
And then between a fixed and a variable annuity, you have this weird uh, blend of something called a fixed indexed annuity. Probably, uh, I don't know statistically uh, this to be true, but I, I would, from my experience, say that uh, quickly overtaking, if not at least matching the sales of variable annuities in the United States, and the reason is, is pretty clear. The way that an indexed annuity works is you get some upside participation in the stock market, meaning the stock market goes up 10, and if you have one that gives you 70% of the upside potential of the stock market, you get a 7 so in that instance, people would say, well, I'm giving up 3%. They're charging me 3% to have this annuity. Well, that's where the benefit comes in, is you're guaranteed against loss in any one year. So in that scenario, if you had 70% of the upside, but the market went back 20% that year, you get a zero. So you only pay that 30% fee, if you want to call it that, which it's not, but let's call it a fee. You only pay, pay that on the gains that you receive. I'm sure, uh, Diane, if I asked you, you know, I'm going to manage your money, but you only have to pay me if I make you money, you would say, that sounds like a pretty good deal. Um, and if you lose money or if the market goes down, you don't lose a nickel. We'll just make sure you keep exactly what you, what you started with. So what you end up having is you have these years where you have a plus something and years when you have a zero. You never have a year where you have a negative anything. Now, why is that becoming very valuable today? Well, one, fixed annuities aren't paying a very high interest rate and neither are CDs. But going back wholeheartedly into the stock market might seem terrifying if you're close or nearing to retirement. But having the ability to buy into the, quote, stock market at today's rates, meaning that the stock market's very low, knowing that there's some significant upside potential, and I know I'm going to give away some of that upside potential for the guarantees attached to this fixed indexed annuity, but at least it gives me a way to get better than CD rate return potential, better than uh, fixed annuity rate potential. But it still offers me the comfort of knowing that if the market continues to slide, I'm not going to slide with it. My money is guaranteed. That's become very, very attractive for people who are fresh into retirement or nearing retirement as a way to, to add some stability to their overall portfolio. And are there many choices of this type of product? That's that's always the problem with annuities is uh, or with any financial instrument is they're not all created equal. Um, so there are some there's I don't even want to venture to guess how many versions there are, but uh, I would say you know the bulk uh, the vast majority of insurance companies offer them, and you can just imagine how many insurance companies there are in the United States. So there are a tremendous amount. That is where you need to lean heavily on your financial uh, professional, whoever you work with, whoever you trust. Uh, for this type of advice, my office, whoever it might be, to help you decipher and pick the one that fits your scenario best. Let's go through the Aptis Retirement Blueprint process. Sure. So step one, we call it discovery meeting. It's a very relaxed meeting where we're just trying to find out about you. What are your concerns? What are your objectives? What do you want to see out of the next 30, 40 years of your life? What did you envision as retirement? And then what assets do you have to hopefully satisfy that retirement or whatever that objective might be? Maybe it's planning for college. Uh, but we're going to take an inventory of everything that you have to achieve that and an inventory of all of your goals and prioritize them. Meeting two is we're going to analyze all the data that we grabbed in meeting one, and we're going to show you exactly where you are today. Sometimes that can be incredibly eye-opening. People find out that they're uh, maybe ahead of schedule or behind or maybe they find out that they're doing everything right uh, from a savings perspective, but 
their investment philosophy does not at all match up with where they thought it was. Um, I get that one a lot. You know, I, I, I hear oftentimes, well, my portfolio is very conservative, and then I show them that they're 98% uh, fully in the stock market, uh, and it, it's eye-opening. They had no idea that that's where they were. Um, so we'll just find out. We'll show you exactly where you are. Uh, step three, or meeting three, is what we call the blueprint. And the blueprint is, let's address all of the issues that you had, analyzed according to the way that we do planning, and make sure that we have eliminated any potential potholes along the road to your retirement, and then throughout your retirement, uh, all the way through savings, all the way into potential long-term care and estate transfer. And then meeting four is, we got to implement the plan or none of this comes true. Um, so what is the best process to do that? Uh, how do we make sure that there's no tax implications from doing it? And... Uh, you know, what does the future look like for us? We meet with all clients at least twice a year. Um, so this is very much the beginning of the process, not the end, but it's the most vital part of the process. To schedule your complimentary customized planning session, just give Josh a call at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. When we come back while we're in the middle of a health crisis, we're going to talk about medical and health care costs when you're in retirement. I'm Diane Brennan. This is the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. To create a successful retirement plan in today's economy, it takes a customized, solutions-based approach. At Aptus Wealth Management, founder Josh Pick calls it the Aptus Blueprint, and it's focused on managing risk instead of chasing returns. If you're working with another advisor or simply want a second opinion, put his team to work for you. To schedule a complimentary consultation to learn more about the Aptus Blueprint process, contact Josh at 614-364-7300 or visit aptuswealth.com. There is no cost or obligation, but space is limited. To start your plan, call 614-364-7300. Or visit aptuswealth.com. Welcome back to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. I'm Diane Brennan. While we are in a health crisis, it, it is timely to bring this up and ask you, Josh, what are some ways we can protect ourselves in retirement from medical and health care costs? You know, I think earlier I said that the, the number one thing that I hear when I speak in in uh, larger groups is how do I alleviate taxes and tell me about annuities. But I would say one of the biggest fears that I hear when we're doing financial planning is the cost of health care and what are ways that you know we can plan for that. And there certainly are ways that you can plan for it. Um, but I feel like most people entering retirement just view it as this big, ugly animal. They have no idea what it looks like and they don't know how much it's going to cost. Um, so step one, I would say, investigate if you're going to retire before Medicare age, um, investigate your company plan. Um, what options does your company offer you uh, to, to take with you, uh, particularly if you already have medical issues um, rather than going out into the open market, uh, continuing your company plan may be a very good strategy. But then beyond that, uh, let's say you're now uh, 65 years old and, and uh, you know, you're at that Medicare age, there are certainly experts in the Medicare planning arena that I highly recommend you look to. And we had talked earlier, Diane, about, um, you know, it's important that we have a team of individuals, meaning a team of taxes, tax accountants, um, a, a, a team of attorneys. Also very important is, a, is somebody that you can rely on for health-related questions, and we certainly have that. So that's something that I think you should look into. But let's step back even before we get to age 65. Um, a lot of employers and just standalone long-term care policies, you want to start looking at this stuff when you're in your 50s or 60s to address longer-term health care costs. 
because usually when it comes to health care and long-term care, people start looking at what are my options once we already have a condition, which is why we started looking at the thing to begin with is we realize it's a problem. You need to address these issues before they become a problem. So look into your long-term care plans earlier rather than later. And I usually tell people to start looking at that, um, you know, by 60, start investigating the plan. Um, other things that can help you address, uh, we haven't talked about yet, at least specifically uh, what plan you should pick from a health insurance perspective, but how can I protect myself against the rising costs of health care comes back to your income. And what I mean by that is if you do not have a solid income, these things can be terrifying because we don't know what they're going to cost and we don't even know if our income is steady. So developing a plan that will address your future needs uh, from an inflation-adjusted perspective and income are important. So that might be uh, setting up a baseline income using a inflation-adjusted annuity, or it could be uh, maybe of a pension. But things that we need to take a look at is how are we going to add some solidarity to our income to address these future health insurance uh, questions. And another thing, you know, if we do have any health-related costs uh, in the future, um, they're going to add more strain to our income, which is why we were going to add that baseline income. But one I see very often is uh, people carrying a home that simply is too expensive for them to carry. Um, you know, you've heard the term uh, house poor. Well, that happens very often in retirement where people do not want to leave their existing home and their home is a drain. So consider downsizing so that future, so you have some freed up cash for future uh, issues, because you don't want to be dealing with downsizing your home when you have medical-related issues on top of that. Then it becomes overwhelming. So consider before you encounter potential health-related issues of perhaps downsizing your home and freeing up the cash flow from that, maybe even taking some cash away from the, from the sales table. Is this a good time to bring up reverse mortgages? Is that an option for people? You know, uh, reverse mortgages, back in the day, they had a very bad connotation to them. It was kind of the Wild West, you know. I, I, I've, I could count uh, on at least uh, two hands how many times per month I would get called to try and, quote, sell reverse mortgages for some company to my clients. Never done it, uh, but I would get calls constantly going back, you know, 10 years ago. The market has changed quite dramatically, and it is heavily regulated. Now they call them Heckam loans, not reverse mortgages. And uh, Heckam loans are actually a pretty darn good option for a lot of folks. Um, I'm not advocating that everybody go out and reverse mortgage their home, but it is a viable option, and it's not one that is as terrifying as people had thought of in the past. It used to be, I would hear, I don't want to do a reverse mortgage because I give my house over to somebody, and if I uh, die earlier than I anticipate, then they get to keep my home, and I only got you know X amount of dollars along the way. And that's just simply not the case. The way a reverse mortgage works is uh, a company will give you money for your home. You continue to live in that home for the rest of your life. Uh, it is certainly not 100% of the value of your home. That loan that they give you does, in fact, accrue interest. The interest rate is usually very similar to that of another 30-year uh, fixed interest rate. Um, and it does accrue interest, but you do not have to pay on that loan at all. The loan is satisfied at your death. So if you have a $200,000 uh, house, they loaned you 100000 uh, that interest took it up to 150,000, but your house also appreciated. And now your house is worth 250,000. Uh, that's $100,000 difference in equity. Beneficiaries get 100,000 bucks. So you're not turning your house over to anybody. You're simply just assuming a loan that you never intend to pay back in a house that they can never kick you out of. So 
uh, probably a long-winded answer, Diane, but I at least want to clear up that uh, what you may have heard about reverse mortgages is not necessarily the case. The one downside to them is they are certainly expensive to establish, meaning closing costs on reverse uh, mortgages are far greater than closing costs on a traditional mortgage. So that is something to take into account. Again, talk about it with your professional, your ta your uh, uh, financial professional. Let them walk th walk through the uh, concepts with you. If they do not have somebody uh, that they work with, th then they're probably not in the space of uh, retirement planning because you should have that as an arrow in your quiver as a retirement planner. Definitely an option for people that want refuse to downsize their home. You're listening to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. If you're concerned about the market and you'd like to learn new strategies to manage retirement risk, give the office a call at 614-364-7300. There is no cost or obligation. Space does fill fast. Give the office a call at 614-364-7300. 614-364-7300. And Josh, we're talking about ways we can protect ourselves from medical and health care costs during retirement. Let's talk about uh, life insurance policies. I've heard a lot about this. Sure. Well, life insurance is, is one of those things that almost everybody has. And there's different types of life insurance. Obviously, there's term insurance and there's whole life insurance. And term insurance and whole life insurance both provide protection for your families. That's why we all have them. Usually we have at least some through our employer at work, uh, but then many times we'll have them outside of, of work. And they serve their purpose. Um, but in the long run, uh, I, I've actually witnessed several people that are holding life insurance policies, paying premiums on them. They no longer need them. They're not protecting anybody upon their demise. Um, but they continue to pay these premiums. And, and usually my question is why? Uh, well, because I've had it and I don't want to get rid of it. A lot of times there's cash value inside of those life insurance policies that you can actually either do one, uh, have pay for your premiums. So you can effectively quit paying premiums and have a paid up policy to some degree, meaning that you're not getting rid of the life insurance. It'll forever have a death benefit attached to it, but you no longer have to continue to pay premiums and accrue cash value inside of the policy or two, use the cash value inside of that permanent policy to use as an income stream. It's a very tax advantage way to take income in many cases. So um, if you haven't reviewed your life insurance policy, I strongly urge you to do so. Uh, and life insurance can be a very complicated topic. Um, I've found that even many financial professionals don't understand life insurance very clearly. There's a lot of uh, IRS guidelines that go along with them, a lot of ways to fund life insurance policies as, law, as well as just a myriad of different uh, versions of life insurance policies, but you should certainly take a look at it. Uh, it could be an asset rather than a liability in your column while you're alive. Are there, I've heard a lot about hybrid policies that would allow you to take the cash out tax-free if you had a health emergency. Yeah, there's, there's, there's two ways that you can, that uh, two common ways that I see people using life insurance policies, uh, you know, when they get a little bit uh, higher up in years, one is they have an emergency, they can access uh, the cash value inside of the life insurance policy from a very tax advantage perspective. That can be used to pay for a health scare emergency. It can be utilized to help fund a grandchild's college. It can be used for anything you want to use it for. Um, the other uh, thing that, and I'm kind of drifting off of your question here, because literally you can use cash value inside of a life insurance policy for anything, it has to be structured very clearly. 
But the other thing that I see very common these days is something we talked about earlier, and that's long-term care costs. One of the biggest fears of people is, um, you know, how will me going into a long-term care facility affect my spouse? You can take a cash value life insurance policy, uh, potentially uh, either in the one that you have or transfer it to a new one if your health uh, allows for it, and provide yourself with not only a death benefit, not only the cash value that you can utilize, but also a long-term care benefit. So you kind of knock out three birds with one stone. And that long-term care benefit can be an exponentially greater amount than the cash value in the event that one of you has to go into a long-term care facility. So there are ways that you can utilize what you may have viewed in the way of a life insurance policy as a, you know, a dead asset or even a liability, just something I'm paying on that I'll probably never use that my beneficiaries may or may not ever need and turn it into something that really addresses some real issues that you have in your financial plan, some real issues that you have uh, with your, your surviving spouse or uh, with maybe making sure your kids don't have to take care of you or there's a whole host of things that you can really accomplish with life insurance if you structure it properly. The number to call if you have questions is 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. Josh, take us through the Aptis retirement blueprint process and the steps when, let's say, a new client or a potential client or someone who, you know, wants to see if you both are a good fit for each other. What do you take them through? What is the process? Sure. Step one, discovery. We literally just want to find out who you are, what you're trying to achieve, and the assets that you have to utilize to achieve those objectives. It's about an hour-long meeting where we just learn about you. Uh, meeting number two is we're going to take the information that you provided to us in meeting number one. We call this the analysis phase. We're going to analyze what you already have, what you're already doing, and does that put you on track for where you say you want to go? Um, this is usually the meeting where we'll find out if there are any uh, speed bumps along the way or any potholes on the retirement road or what stones have you not uncovered. And then we'll address, we'll talk about those and find out how you feel about those and whether or not uh, they're important to you. And then meeting number three is what we call the blueprint. And the blueprint is addressing all of the issues that came up in meeting number two and making sure that we're going to, uh, that uh, proverbial arrow is going to hit the, 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 the bullseye. And then meeting three, we talk about what does the future look like? How do we implement the plan? How do we do that in a tax-efficient manner? And then what does the future after that look like? Follow-up meetings, et cetera. To learn more about the Aptis Retirement Blueprint today, give the office a call at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. Call that number to schedule your complimentary customized planning session. Again, the number is 614-364-7300, 614-364-7300. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. Thank you so much, Josh Pick. We will talk to everyone next week. You've been listening to the Aptis Retirement Blueprint radio show with host Josh Pick. Josh helps guide his clients through retirement by managing risk instead of chasing returns. He calls it a blueprint, and you can get started at no cost or obligation. Give the team at Aptis Wealth a call today to schedule your consultation at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300 or online at aptuswealth.com. That's A-P-T-U-S wealth.com. To learn strategies to manage risk in the new economy, join us again next weekend right here at 98.9 The Answer.
Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company.